Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... seven deadly sins, it seems to me that the one most of us are most prone to is greed. A large portion of mankind can live and die without being seriously concerned with gluttony, lust, pride, or laziness. Fewer of us, sadly too few, I suppose, can escape anger and envy, but the seventh and last. Put enough temptation in a man's way this is the sort of thing that's liable to happen. You want it laid out, Kurt? You're either in or out. But either way, all the way. Dead or alive, Kurt. Money, is that important to you both? This is... I hope we know what we are doing. Our mystery drama, The Instant Millionaires was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Ian Martin and stars Bob Caliban and Ray Owens. It is sponsored in part by True Value Hardware Stores and Buick Motor Division. I'll be back shortly with Act One. We live in a society today that is shaped and controlled by the money motive. So it's not too surprising that the most deep-rooted of American dreams is to become a millionaire. Our fathers had exactly the same dream, you say? Not quite. They expected to work for it. Today, the sons would like it to fall into their laps, to become instant millionaires. But if such luck were to strike you, would it be worth it? Let's examine three actual instant millionaires. Holy mother. I'd like to get my hands around the throat of the character who stacked those trunks. Ach, they're all the same, Mick, the hell today. Don't give a hoot. You and me could have been killed. Well, no, you're not. Uh, one day, I'm going to give all this up and go back to my own business. Oh, what's that? A baker. I was a baker. <laughs> my Emma, too. She still makes the best doodle this side of heaven. So why don't you? Mm, money, my friend. It takes a lot of money to start even a small business. Yeah, you're telling me. But what happened to you in the last one? That was in 1941. You owned a business then? No, no. I worked for Emma's father in Vienna. I was so young. And I still smelled the bread and the rolls of the early morning. Mm. Why'd you quit? There was a war, my friend. And the yellow band I wore about my arm... And some years in the camps and too many others locked behind the Berlin Wall until I got to the States at last. Oh, I don't like to remember. So, I am lucky to have a job here as a loader at Martin's Warehouse. And I should not complain. After we almost got our necks broke by this pile of crummy old trunks left here in storage that nobody wants? <laughs> I'm still glad for this job. It is good for a man to work. Yeah, you sound like my father. Me, 
I'd take the easy life if there was any way to grab it. The trouble with the easy life is, in order to have it, you must work like the devil first. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, do you know some other way? Yeah. How? Uh, it ain't your speed. I don't know. Why don't you try me? I don't try you. I gotta try the wheel or the little spotted mice. The what? Roulette. Dice. You see, I got them both figured. Uh, it's like a matter of uh, mathematics. You couldn't lose. Ah, you're talking about gambling. It's the way I play it, buddy. It's a sure thing. So what are you doing? Hauling furniture, appliances, oil trunks, whatever people put in storage just like me. Well, what are you doing it for? Well, so someday I can open my own business. <laughs> Figure you'll ever make it? I don't know. Sometimes I wonder... But I have some good years left still. But what about you? A young man. Yeah, sure. 43 and over the hill. No wife, no nothing. Not even enough of a stake to play my systems. So, where's all this getting us, huh? We want to make a buck, we better get moving. What are we raking all through this old junk for anyway? Uh, Mr. Cacho gave me this order to get some of these old trunks out to take to settlers. The auction house, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's get moving. What do we got here? Let's see. Three wardrobe trunks, 14 assorted suitcases, seven cartons, books, plus one trunk. What do you mean, one trunk? One trunk of books. Who puts books in a trunk? Ah, don't ask me silly questions. A man who values books could put them in a trunk. Why? Well, it's safer than a carton, no? <laughs> who knows? If you trust the mover, accidents happen like this, huh? Well, when we toppled over the pile of junk, you know. The truck here. Either it wasn't locked or it uh, sprung. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, what's the tag on it? MA5, 4, 3, what? Uh, uh, let, me, let me see. Yeah. Uh, 5, 4, 3, 6, 1, 4, 3. Oh. oh. What? Oh, we really did spring the lock on it. Let me see if I can get that back open. Oh, what's the difference? Leave it. You can't. These people leave their things to be undisturbed. So does an accident. Sue it. Uh, that is the trouble. They could. They could sue. Who could sue who? What's the trouble here? Uh, uh, no, no trouble, Mr. Cascio. Uh, the trouble, Mr. Cascio, is that this bin is overstacked. Too many things. Yeah, that's the whole trouble with this warehouse. Too many things. That's why we got to clean out. What happened here? Well, we... We opened the door to the bin, and before we could do anything, it all came tumbling out. Well, who's going to worry? This is all dead storage. This one trunk here got kind of uh, forced open. Somebody might make a claim, I guess, on that. For what? What's supposed to be in it? Huh? Search me, the invoice says. Miscellaneous books. Books? What kind of books? They don't say. Listen, these trunks and cartons and all, you see, they're being auctioned off closed, as is. The only chance the company has to get back even part of what's owed. So, let's have a look at the book. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Suppose you do find some that, that may be worth money, then what? Well, we hook them, that's what. You mean, steal them? Now, Kurt, we, we don't call it that around here. We just collect a little contribution. Who's to know? The trunk's unclaimed and we fix it up again so it's locked. But, but... Like Mick says, who's to know? Uh, let's have a look, huh? 
Can you get it up, Mick? Yeah, trust me. There ain't a lock old Mick can't coax. And this one's a piece of cake. It's half there. Ah, there. Now for the half. Yeah. Yeah, it's books, all right. Dictionary of the English Language. Abram Lincoln, Carl Sample. Ah, junk. Webster's Biographical. Ah, we're wasting our time. Oh, good yeah, but they ain't worth anything. Come on, let's put them back in it. <gasps> what is it, good? Oh, I... Hey, what'd you find in there? A girly Maggie. Oh, say, Hey, what is it? What's the matter with you?
Why can't it still be? Ah, use your head, Cud. Why would anyone leave three million in dead storage for 20 years unless he wasn't around to claim it? But how could we get it out away from the warehouse I'm without thinking about that? Now, listen to me. Look at all these suitcases. Some of them empty. As a dispatcher, I can easily wipe out three of them on the records. And any one of them is big enough to carry our share. But, uh, how do we sneak them out? We don't. Everything goes on a truck by bills of lading, right? Except I arrange it so there's no record of these three suitcases. I'm the dispatcher, and I make sure the truck that handles all this is loaded and driven by you two. On the way to Sadler's auction rooms, we make three quiet drop-offs. Each of our suitcases. Yeah, but maybe somebody could, could question afterwards. If you're as smart as I mean to be... You won't be around here for anyone to ask questions. Oh, but they had to come from somewhere. Never mind that. We concentrate on where it's going to. Wherever it came from, nobody seems to know about it anymore but us. And that's all that's going to know. Now, we agreed. Okay, by me. Kurt. Oh, Mr. Cotshaw, I... You want it laid out, Kurt. You're either in or out. All the way. Dead or alive, Kurt. Gambling is that important? Yes. And, and your dream of empire, Mr. Cotchio? I got it in my hands. No one takes it away from me. To be a couple. Have you ever thought that buried money like this can only come from somewhere like that? I hope we know what we are doing. Heaven help us all. Three instant millionaires in cash. No complications. Except, where did it come from? This money buried for 20 years in dead storage. Will it really be worth all the dreams that Mick and Sal have for it? And will it prove to be as rewarding to Kurt... The one who had enough morality to resist the temptation, but was not allowed to. And the most important question, perhaps, of all, will it really remain unclaimed? I shall return with Act Two. Settler's Auction House is neither the most exclusive nor the cheapest. What it is, undoubtedly is the biggest and the most constantly in operation. Its clientele runs the gamut from the hoi polloi to the highest. On this particular day, we are following Gino Marino, the construction czar, and the latest of his long line of illicit ladies. They're inspecting the merchandise to be sold the following day in order to furnish the love nest that Miss Francie Free, sometime showgirl, will not only occupy, but adorn. Hey, Gino, come see what I found. What, Francie? An attaché. A what? Oh, it's got to be Louis Sixteenth or Fourteenth or, or something. Oh, it's just darling. Okay, now can we get out of here? Well, I wanna... well, why can't we just come back tomorrow and bid on whatever takes your notion, huh? No, we got to scout them out first and see if it's worth it. Oh, who cares? If you don't like it, dump it. It's only money. Besides, my feet are... What's the matter, honey? I can't believe it. Oh, now, don't tell me you're getting hooked on auction. All right, button up, Fran. What? You heard me. 
I just found something I'm going to bid on myself. What? You don't have to know everything. Here, give me that paper. Let me see the last thing. Yeah. Yeah, that could figure it. Yeah. Okay. You and me are going to be here first thing in the morning. Yeah, but my attention is list number 843. It won't be good. Ah, who cares about your attention? Watch my corner. I want to be here for number seven on the list. No trunk. Isn't that what it says with books? Come on. I got to talk to Hyman. Okay. Good night, baby. Oh, aren't you coming up? Not tonight. Pick you up in the morning for the auction. You'll be ready now, yeah? Oh, sure, if you say so. But you're not even going to see me yet? You got a door, man. I got things to say to Hyman. No, you're not very romantic. Not when I got things on my mind. Come on, honey, blow. I get orders. What else can I do? Where to, boss? Home, Hyman. It's an early night. I have to be up in the morning, bright and fresh. You can't imagine how important it could be. All right, let's move. You all right, boss? Why not? You don't that often sit in front with me. Don't I? I have my reasons. You've been my driver some pretty long time, huh, Hyman? Yes, sir. You know what kind of business we're in? I never quite laid it out that way before. So I'm laying it out that way now. Yes, yes, sir. You're old enough to remember the operation as it went while uh, there was still Cuba? Maybe I look younger than I am. I remember that than uh, a long time before. You remember Skim Ziegler? Yeah. He was head dealer at the casino in Havana. Yeah. What happened to him? Well, what I heard... Uh... He owed the association a cool three million. When Cuba folded and Castro took over, we had to cut out. He was the bag man. But he got totaled. That was my job. Those days I was a soldier like you. We wiped him out because he stole the three million and buried it somewhere. Nobody ever dug it up? Not till now. Huh? I think I know where it is. Nobody but me knew just how Skim brought the money out. I know, because I helped him pack his trunk. His trunk? He was a funny guy, you know? Into books, like he was a professor or something. His library was really something. When the association had to clear out, he had cases and cases and trunks of books he was moving. Uh That's how it figured to be the best way to smuggle the cash. Only somehow he managed to ditch that one trunk. Three cool million dollars lining the bottom and the books packed over it. And you found where he ditched it? Yeah. Looks like. Only I gotta keep my nose clean. I'm too much in the open. I want you to front for me. Oh, how, boss? No sweat. All you gotta do is buy an old trunk where I tell you and bring it home to your place. Okay. Only, uh, don't try anything fancy. That no good, dirty. He double owed me again. Take it easy, boss. It was a good gamble. All the trunk cost was sixteen bucks. I'm. I was so sure. Hey, hey, what's the matter with me? Huh? The money was there in that trunk. I saw him pack it in. 
Well, it, it, it sure ain't there now, Yeah, but, but Skim never dunked it. I know, I know. The trunk, okay, he managed to get rid of that, but I'll guarantee he never had a chance to grab off the cash. Somebody else did that. Who? Somebody at the storage warehouse. Some smart aleck knows the dough out. And a smart aleck I'm going to find. A long time, boss. Even the family wrote it off after 20 years. I don't think the heist was made 20 years ago. I think it was like the day before yesterday. And you and me are going to track it down. That's too much dough to be sitting in the wrong hands. You mean for the syndicate? Like you said, Heim. The family's already written it off. This is for you and me. them to the trunk? Well, put it this way. One was a dispatcher in charge of loading and all, and the other two were jockeys who pulled and loaded this particular shipment. You struck oil. Maybe. Only, uh, how do we find these guys? Didn't you get the addresses? Sure, for what they were worth. All three pulled up stakes. You got their names? Yeah, yeah, sure. Sal Caccio... Mick Berrigan and Kurt Weiner. So we track them down. How? What do we do? Holla copper? I'm. We got a better network than any police department. It may take a little time, but we'll track them down. It'll be worth it to both of us. <laughs> going to do about it? What can I? I know the bill hasn't been paid. You should know why as well as me. I'm clean, man. That's why. Yeah, yeah, sure. I thank you for the courtesy. But you don't have to worry. I'll be moving on. Like by tomorrow, you can count me out. I'll vacate your room. In a manner of speaking... Yeah, who is it? Wrong sizes. I didn't order anything. Hey, what is this? I'll ask the questions. Close the door, Jaime. All oh, right. Your name, uh, Mick Berrigan? Yeah. Up until six months ago, you worked for Martin's Warehouse? Yeah, who wants to know? Let me ask you a question. There was a trunk in the warehouse. I'll give you the number. 5436143. Right. You know it, huh? I know it. You know what was in it? Books. I'm talking beside books. Well, you're here. I guess you could figure I know what else. Like three million dollars? <laughs> My big stake. The answer to a prayer. You took the money, eh? My share. One million. I figured to build it to twice, three times. Who knows? But you did get the money. You have it? I have what's left of my investment in the foolproof Barrigan system to beat the odds. Zero. Zero and double zero. Busted. You mean you blew a whole million in six months? It ain't easy. But <laughs> it 
also ain't hard. All right, where's the rest of it? What rest of it? I blew it all. The way I heard it, you never had it all. Just one million. Oh, that. Well, the other two had their cut. Sal Caccio and Kurt Wiener? Yeah. Where are they now? Who knows? Sal just wanted to go back to Sicily and be godfather. And Kurt? <laughs> oh, that's crazy. A baker. He wanted to be a baker. He didn't want any part of the split. We had to drag him along. Uh, what do you want out of it? The money. And uh, see the others. I'm clean. There are ways of testing us. Get out. Give me back my gun and I'll save you the trouble. What does that mean? I thought I had it tapped. I, I, I didn't. I got nowhere to go from here but out. That could save us a lot of trouble. I'm... You're bought. Leave him his gun on the desk. Yeah, sure, Chief. You, uh, wouldn't have the addresses for Sal and Kurt, would you? No, and if I had, you wouldn't get them from me. You clean your dirty linen. Leave me to wash out mine, huh? I'll do that, Mick, if you carry through. If not, we'll take care of it for you. What now, Chief? One million down, two to go. I'll settle for that. You? Oh, sure, but what about this character? He blow it. And he gets away with it? About the only thing anyone gets away with is death. Come on, let's get out of here. The first of our instant millionaires. Was it worth it to him? Scarcely, since all the money brought him was frustration, disaster, and death. But what about the other two? The willing millionaire and the unwilling one. That remains to be seen. Or I should say, heard. When I return shortly with Act Three. One of the most frequent misquotes in life is, Money is the root of all evil. That wasn't what Timothy said at all. What he did say was that the love of money is the root of all evil. I bring this up only because it pertains to our two as yet undiscovered instant millionaires. Even with all his connections, it has taken time for Gino Marino to unearth the men who have carefully buried their past. As a matter of fact, Kurt Wiener seems to have successfully obliterated his tracks. But Sal Caccio has been found in Sicily after nearly a year's search, living on a hilltop, looking north, to the Tyrrhenian Sea. I'm uh, looking for South Caccio. Well, you come to the right place. Here? It's the house of God. Anyone is welcome. Will you come in? Yes, Padre. And your, uh, your soldier? What? That's what he is, isn't he? He's armed. I can see that. Uh, this is my, uh, my friend, Hyman Massilia. Good Sicilian name. He's a good friend, I hope. Well, we'll accept him as that, although here within the monastery, weapons of violence have no place. Enter. Shall we, uh, walk to the lodge here to talk? We don't have too much time before Vespers. Oh, what I have to say can be said fast. Once I can talk to South Caccio. You're talking to him now. I... You? 
Lady said you were Brother Francesco. That's my name in the order. Hey, what kind of cover-up is this? It won't wash, Sal. We smoked you out. No cover-up. You have some money I want. Money doesn't belong to you. And that's all I care about. Suppose I knew that someday someone would follow it up. Well, someday is now. You and two friends of yours, Mick Berrigan and Kurt Wiener, heisted three cool million out of a certain truck, right? To our shame, we did. You split it three ways, right? Yes. I want one million from you, or else. I'm afraid if you want to recover any money, you'll have to go to them. I've already been to Mick Berrigan. He's dead. You want to end up the same way? You killed him? Fortunately, he saved us the trouble. Oh. He gambled it away and killed himself. How'd you know that? I didn't know you only guessed. Because God's finger has rested on all three of us, I'm sure. Mick and me, perhaps more, surely. Oh, yeah, why? Because Kurt never wanted to take the money. We dragged them down with us. Hey, uh, spare me the phony baloney. And don't think the priest's robe's gonna help you, phony or not. I'm not a priest. I'm a lay brother of this order. Well, whatever you are, where's the dough? Isn't the view from here magnificent? What are you trying to give me, eh? The truth. All those new buildings down the hill, the road to the monastery, all the fresh plannings, the new water system, and electric lights, and the wine press, which has been restored and modernized. You know how many people are employed now in these hills, directly or indirectly, because of all this modernization? Three to four thousand souls. Hey, what do you think I'm here in Sicily for? A lecture on a new socialism or something? Where's the money? There. Where I showed you. You mean... You mean... You used the money for all this improvement? Ah. Forget it. Nobody who steals a million bucks blows it on somebody else. Why? Why would you do all this? Just to find a place to hide, eh? No. When I took the money, it was for every selfish reason you could imagine. I wanted to come here and be the patron. Another Yudulchi. <laughs> but I made one mistake. Yeah, what mistake? I sent the family on ahead. All on the same plane. I thought I was protecting them, but instead... Instead, I sent them to their deaths. No, that isn't right. God took them to punish me for what I had done. What are you talking about? Oh, my loved ones, my wife, my mother. They were all lost in that plane crash. And you know why I stayed behind? Because just for a few weeks, I wanted to live it up. Women, booze, the works, money, no object. I was out of touch with the whole world until I got back here. And when they told me what had happened... There wasn't any world for me to get back in touch with. Except this. The peace of atonement. Atonement? The money. I gave it to the church. And they took me in as a part of their family. You gave this flea-bitten, two-bit little monastery one million bucks? I don't believe it. It's true. You'll never sell me that. All right, Hyman, wake him up. I couldn't do that to a priest. There's no priest. That's true. Then what, what are you doing with a robe and all? 
Mainly because it's all I got to wear. This robe and one other. A bowl, a mug, and a spoon. That's all I own. And I count them worth every penny of the million dollars they cost. Because they brought me the only peace I could hope for. This side of death. But if you want to buy me death, I, I welcome you. I got nothing left to live for. And everything to gain in dying. Gosh, you gave us the old double O, Chief. If I did, we wouldn't be on his plane. You really think he gave away all that dough? I really do. Well, two down and one to go. Too bad the priest or whatever you call him couldn't give us a lead to the third crumb. Crumb? Hey, you know something, Hyman? You give me a notion. I did. What? Yes, sir. A crumb of information. Kite Wiener. The man who wanted to be a baker? Maybe, just maybe. That's the way I can trace him. That's you, Papa? Yeah, Emma. Anything in the mail? Oh, yeah. The welcome in have paid their bill at last. Well, that is a good worry off our head. Eight hundred dollars is a lot of bread. And cooking. <laughs> but thank the good God, we never have to worry. There is always the other. Uh, no, that other money, that is not for us. It started us in the bakery business and kept us going until we got established. Yeah, but now, as we get more successful, we must pay back every penny. For what, Kurt? Nobody owns all that. Shh, don't say it. What are you afraid of, Liebling? I did something wrong once. I have to find a way to make up for it. You have such a conscience. It's only money. Oh, sometimes I don't know. Maybe maybe I should have used it for you. Uh, a trip around the world, fancy clothes, some excitement. Now you listen to me. But you, I have all the excitement I want from life. And I'm happy with our bakery. Oh, I wouldn't change places with anyone. And I don't care about the money. You can burn it if you want. Burn money? Well, give it away. Yeah, yeah. I think that is what we must do. But how? Is it so difficult? You have it all in those original packages. Give it to some charity. Now, tell me. Is there other mail? Uh, a few small checks. Some of that chunk stuff and uh, a letter from your sister, Anna. Ah, well, let me see what she has to say. There's another letter inside. Ah, for you. From who? Here, you read. I have not on my uh, I'm afraid, Mama, I don't read. Now, now what is it, Kurt? It's from Italy. From Sal. Who? Salcaccio. One of the others who, who took the... Oh, Mama... I have a feeling that something is, is very wrong. Open it and read. Oh, she sent it in care of Adna. She shouldn't have forwarded it. She's not supposed to read know that. Read it, I... read. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My dear brother in Christ. This is from Salcaccio. What will you read? Oh, I don't know if this will find you. I'm taking a chance it will because I, I feel you should be warned. The sin that... 
may have committed are sure to catch up with us and now you should know that this is an evil man he is desperate to recover what is left I am afraid for you my friend I pray for you you are not to let it worry you Kurt oh, I worry less for me than for you neither of us will worry if this man comes, we will give him the money. It's as simple as that. And that will be the end of it. And we can live in peace. I will never give the money to a crook. That's one thing I make sure of. I'm home, Mama. Here I am. Goodness sake. You have been working late for a whole week. Oh, special order. All finished now, though. Now you come along. Let's get you to bed. Did you close up tight downstairs? Yeah, yeah, don't worry. And you kept everything locked here? Yeah, but I'm waiting for Katsy to come back. Ah, there she is now. I let her in. Uh, I'll get the door. No, no, you sit a while. You rest. I will get her. All right, lady, no fuss. Nobody will get hurt. Just do as you're told. Now you, you take your hands off me. Get the door, Hyman. Leave my wife alone. Look out. He's got a knife. Watch it, chief. You, you hurt him. I kill you for that. Watch out, lady. Hey, don't, don't harm her. I'm... I kill you. I kill you for hurting my husband. I kill you. Hey, Herm, are you out of your mind? She tried to pull a gun out of my hand, you crazy dame. It was an accident. No trigger, happy fool. Now, how are we going to find the money? You'll never find it. You can look till doomsday. But I fixed you. You'll never find it. <laughs> Where you been, Moog? Uh, out in the bakery, Sergeant. Oh, man, that smell is driving me up the wall. Beautiful. If you had as good a nose for being a detective as you have for food, Sherlock Holmes could move over. Hey, look, Sarge, we got called out on this before I had a chance to have my morning Danish. Now my stomach's growling. My heart bleeds for you. Would you turn up anything in the bakery? Yeah, if you got a minute. Oh, what do you got, Moog? You'll see. Boy, what a smell. Look at these, huh, Sarge? Strudels, huh? <laughs> They're still warm. He must have just taken them out of the oven when the perpetrators got in. Uh, how could anyone knock off a man who could bake something like that? I'll bet they taste as good as they smell, huh, Sarge? <laughs> hey, uh, you don't think that, um... I don't think what? Well, uh, just a taste. Uh, like like maybe share one, you and me? What are you, a strudel-holic? Well, there are ten of them here. Who'd miss one? Why don't you stick to your job, Moog? What's this newspaper on the floor? I don't know. Yeah, it's that, uh, that section out of the Sunday paper, the hundred neediest cases. <laughs> That's funny. What's that? Oh, somebody ticked off. Wait a minute, let's see. All but the last... Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, ten. All but the last ten are marked off. Oh, I wonder why anybody... Uh, hey, Sarge. What is it, Moog? Ah, uh, you big baby. The minute my back is turned, you start in on that strudel. Maybe it's a good thing I did. Look. I'll be a son of a gun. Give me one of those strudels. Here. They're delicious. I'm not going to eat it. I want to see if they're all packed with dough. It ain't dough. It's money. I can see the twenties. A stack about two inches high. Well, now, that would mean, let's see... 
There are 233 bills to the inch, say 500 to 2 inches. That would mean uh, 10,000 in each strudel. 10 strudels? 100,000? So that's what the murderers were looking for. Only they didn't find it. Hey, where did all this dough come from? You know something? I kind of hope we never find out. And if we don't, I'm going to see to it personally that the last ten needy cases get what's left here. Just for once, I want to see that out of evil cometh good. Isn't that from the Bible? I wouldn't know, Mook. But if it isn't, it ought to be. Of course, the source of the money was never found. And those who had already received it were too grateful for the gift to question it. I can't find the exact quote Moog Mojalewski was thinking of, but perhaps he meant a line from St. Paul, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Let that serve as a gentle epitaph for misguided Kurt Wiener and his poor wife. I'll be back shortly. I would feel a little uncomfortable leaving this story if Gino Marino and his hatchet man got away scot-free. On that subject, a quote from Romans 6:23: The wages of sin is death. And a report from a newspaper account. The miraculous part is that on today's plane crash, all 193 aboard were saved. Only two passengers met their deaths. They have been identified as Herman Marsiglia and Gino Marino, both of Miami Beach, Florida. Our cast included Bob Caliban, Ray Owens, Ian Martin, E.B. Juster, and Ralph Bell. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. What? I was wrong. Look at this teletype, Willie. Are you going to tell me what this is all about? I was positive George Williams was that hijacker. The one who jumped with a million? I was so sure. It all made sense. And he isn't. I sent a complete description on to Juno. Doesn't really tally with the hijackers. Not in any way. Age, height, covering. Well, you tried, Sherlock. I could have told you that amnesia, it is, unfortunately, the real thing. Hmm. So the big question remains. You mean? Just who is George Williams? Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division and True Value Hardware Stores. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.